Welcome to Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. I used to think that I was a good person, then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Not all heroes wear capes. Who's our hero today? Let me tell you what, friends, Tallahassee doesn't seem like that big of a place, but I was surprised to find out how many kids don't have a bed to sleep in at night. That was not okay with me, and it was not okay with John Cousins either. He is the chapter president of Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Heather, what's the solution? I recently talked to John about his organization and knew right away I wanted to continue the conversation here on Heather Solves Everything. And the reason is because the solution to this problem is to make sure that no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Sounds like you've got this under control. We knew we can count on you, Heather. Listen to the end because I'm going to ask John what his number one obstacle is. You might be able to solve this problem. Let's get into it. I am excited to be sitting here today across from John Cousins, who I just got to meet this week on the telephone and knew immediately um, I've got to get this guy on the show because his voice you're going to hear in a minute is so full of power and conviction that you cannot help but stop and listen to what he's talking about. And in this case, he's talking about kids in Tallahassee who don't have a bed to sleep in. Um, imagine when you get to the end of whatever com- uh, comprises your work day and all you want to do is get cozy get in bed and let your mind rest and then imagine a little kid who does not get to do that because they sleep on the floor Um, they might sleep in a chair they might share a bed with with somebody else Um, when I think about that I think about the next morning when they get up and they go to school and whether or not they are well rested and whether they're ready to grow and and to and they have their needs met um, they don't have their needs met. And that wasn't okay with John. And I want to ask John to tell us why that wasn't okay with him and what he decided to do about it. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me uh, come talk about Sleep in Heavenly Peace, where no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And what it means to a child. When you see, when I went on my first deliveries and saw that we walked into a home. Let me tell you the first delivery. It it had a kitchen table with three chairs. Went into the living room. Had a TV and a futon. We were directed to the bedroom. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. They didn't even have have clothes that they slept on. And and over time, and this was two years ago that we started this up. And over time, we see what these kids are sleeping on on or not you talk about pallets they're on the floor they're they're sleeping on air mattresses that have holes in them Mm -hmm. we needed to do something this is big And, and i just can't tell you what it means to these children when we're done and they have a place of their own that they can sleep in 
Since our first conversation, um, I have paid extra attention to um, bedtime at my house and how much I have two boys um, and completely take for granted you know, that they, they have a safe place to live and a safe place to sleep. And, um, you know, and just thinking about the stories that you've shared with me about about what you've seen and what you know is true about some houses in Tallahassee. And Tallahassee is a wonderful place to live. And we pat ourselves out on the back a lot for um, the, the really wonderful attributes that our town has. Um, but it's not that way for everyone. And Sleep in Heavenly Peace is on a mission to make sure that every kid in Tallahassee has a bed to sleep in. Absolutely correct. And all we ask for, is there a need? Simple questions that we ask. Uh, all our applications are handled online. Mm-hmm. Uh, shpbeds.org. It says apply for a bed. We ask for very simple information. Of course, we need your name, mm-hmm. your address, phone number, email, and how many beds do you need? And what we also do is ask for boy and girl in the ages because we try to match the bedding with the child, mm-hmm. whether it's an older boy or older girl, younger, whatever, because we deliver, uh, we first assemble uh, a bed in the room that it's going to go to, bring the mattresses in, and all the bedding. So when we leave, that child and that family has a bed right there. And there's so many different circumstances, so you just can't say it's one part of town or another part of town. We're also in the whole Big Bend. Right. Area. So we're in Gaston County. We're uh, uh, going to uh, Wakulla County. And we've been blessed with the passion of our folks to go do Hurricane Michael victims, mm-hmm. which is now two years. And, and we've, uh, Tallahassee chapter, uh, we have built, uh, yes, we've been together for uh, uh, almost two years now. In another week, it'll be, or two weeks, it'll be two years. And we were shut down for six months. So I look at it, we've been operational for, 18 months. Right. How many? 465 bunk beds. 465 bunk beds. That's that's 930 kids are off the floor in our towns. Now, the beds aren't free to put together. You said $400 per bed. And how do you get the money to build the beds? We seek uh, sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Uh, We uh, try to schedule a bunk bed build day with Mm -hmm. a sponsor, and that could be a church. Uh, a business, uh, uh, the Kiwanis group has been great. The Rotary has been great. So groups coming together, and, and it's also great team building mm-hmm. for them, organization. So our minimum bunk bed build day is, is 10 bunks. We we have been building 15 to 20 to 30 because of the need, because people feel it, and it's a great experience to do that. And what we've also have done uh, some of those days, as we're getting closer to finishing the build, we try to deliver half those bunks that day because that's the experience is to be able to touch and feel and see the work that you just did for a few hours. Give me another half hour, 40 minutes to deliver that bed because mm-hmm. you're changing lives. When you see, and I keep saying it, the love of Christ in these kids, the faces, and it said, that's mine. This is for me. I've never slept on a bed. I've got a story of a grandmother that... She, and her application, because I said it's so simple, but they get a free text area, uh-huh. and they tell their story. Mm-hmm. And their story is, for this one grandmother, I've got a 16-year-old boy, uh, f- 15, 11, 8, and 6. Wow. Have never slept on a bed. 
or kids are sleeping on uh, pallets. Mm-hmm. And, and the last request is just, I've got a, a five-year-old girl still in her crib. Oh, yeah. How do you not do it? Exactly. That's the real question. How can you not respond? You know, and, and I, I'm glad that we have the resources in our community to come together and to answer that type of need. And I've seen some pictures of a build day, and it looks like an assembly line. You've, you've got stations it's, where people can work. Is. How does that work? It, it is an assembly line station where you start with your raw lumber. Uh, most of our builds are on Saturday morning. Okay. So Lowe's delivers the lumber the night before. Okay. Great sponsor with us, and, and they're fantastic to work with. We mark the lumber. We cut the lumber. We uh, lightly sand it just to take out the rough edges and any stamps that are on it. And then it goes to two different processes. One is the headboard where we start marking it. Uh, and then we start drilling the holes, assemble the headboard, and then we stain it. And with each headboard and footboard, we also brand them Okay. with our branding irons. So we got a fire going with uh, you know our, our branding irons. And each one of them standing. And, and as I showed you, there's he our has SHP. One with him, there's a piece of wood, and it has SHP initials for Sleep in Heavenly Peace branded onto it. And I can imagine that if um, if I had something like that as a kid in my room, um, my imagination would run wild with. <laughs> You know, what, where that came from, what it means, you know, what, you know, what it could turn into. Yes. And I, I just think that it's, it's a really cool detail that connects people. Right. And, and the other side is where we do our side rails, the two by sixes. And, we, and we're drilling the holes in the end because we got to screw the uh, tops and bottoms in mm-hmm. and then our top rail. And so, those also get dipped. So they're also, um, they come out like a stain. Okay. So, now, do you need to have any type of woodworking experience to be able to do this? Absolutely not. Anybody That's what could show we do up? as a team member of uh, the Tallahassee chapter. We are station leaders. Okay. We train all the volunteers, and we've had volunteers that are four years old up in their 80s and 90s. So there's a job for everyone. Some people have said, oh, I, I can't work tools. Well, we'll show you how to do it. Yeah. It's a great teaching. It's a great family experience for folks to work together, to work their own station together, and to see that process going through to the finished product. How do people sign up to be on a build day um, or how to sponsor a set of beds? Well, for the build days, most of ours have been sponsored. So individuals individuals with that company or that church have been volunteering. Okay. We have had a couple of open builds that we put it out on our Facebook page. Uh So, you know, please follow us on Facebook, uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, FL Tallahassee, so that you can see what's going on. You see the pictures. Mm -hmm. We love uh, showing all the pictures of the happy children that are doing that or some of the build and see that. Or come see us. Uh, Our schedule is posted on on our website of uh, what the build is like. And I encourage all potential sponsors, you know, contact me. I'll have you come out. I'll walk you through all these steps because I want you to see what you're getting yourself into. And when that occurs, they're sold. Yeah. Okay. That's before the- before COVID, uh-huh. I was six months out and scheduling builds. Oh wow. That is because of the need. And it's let me amazing just, let that me we just have that kind of need tell in Tallahassee. You, I just looked at the database. We just turned the faucet back on mm-hmm. middle of September to let people know that we're back in business. The first two weeks of October, 
Okay. He's got, what, 14, 15 days now? Mm-hmm. I have 35 requests for 80 beds. Wow. In our towns. Just here. That really just blows my mind. And, and we're already at 1,000 beds already in a year and a half. So is there a need? Is there a continuing need? There's always going to be a need because there's circumstances that are, that happen. Right. And I understand that. And we all do because I've got a great team. We're, and I look at it as a family that volunteers come together and to help in our community. And, and part of our goal is to be able to go into some of the other counties and to partner with the county there and do a build there and have that organization, that business, go do those deliveries. And, and we've just done that with in Wakulla County, with Wakulla County Sheriff's Department and the Kiwanis Group. They're taking bunks and starting to deliver. And we're going to do a build in Wakulla first part of next year. That's awesome. I love that it's branching out and you're starting to be able to go into other communities. And I know that, that some people who want to help might not be able to come on the weekend and do a build, but they might want to provide bedding or pillows or right. other things. What types of tangible donations can you accept? We deliver twin beds. Okay. So if we can get donated bedding and that is pillows, uh, mattress pads, because we try to do that for the younger kids, uh, comforters, or, and, and sheets. That enables me, with the $400, I don't have to go buy bedding. Mm-hmm. I can add, you know, that 10 bunk bed build, I can make it a 12, because I've got the bedding. How do people get donations to you? Uh, they, uh, We have uh, several drop-off stations. Right now, uh, the all three Living Harvest thrift stores have it. Uh, Killarney United Methodist Church and uh, St. Paul's United Methodist Church have drop-off bins. And I, I'm look, I would love to have others out here because uh, we have built custom drop-off bins that kind of look like bunk beds. Oh, cool. So that people have a, uh, an idea of what we're actually building for, on a smaller scale. Is there any type of donation that you cannot accept? Everything has to be brand new. Okay. That we do. We do not take any used um, beds. Right. People have said, here, I got an old b- b- a bed that I have. I'd like to, I can't do it because our whole mission is to build bunk beds. Right. Okay. And we deliver brand new mattresses and brand new bedding. So take your, take your gently used items. Uh, to the Lighthouse Children's Home or some Some other place where they're going to be able to do that. I appreciate people thinking of us. Our liability issue with that. And and we want the family to feel that we are bringing something into that. Because one of the things that we have with the stain that we use, which is vinegar and steel wool Mm -hmm. that has been sitting mixed together, it's a bed bug deterrent. So it, it, it it is a custom-made piece of furniture that is very friendly for the family and children. That um, is really interesting that you would have incorporated you know, that type of thoughtfulness into um, the stain that is used on the bed. What's, what's cool about it, once we dunk it for 10 to 15 seconds, on a sunny day, it's dry in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, like I said, when we're done building... I actually do an assembly training session for the groups that are we're there with, and they're off going to make a delivery. So all that lumber is dry by the time they go into that home. 
a freshly made bed is going to be in a home that night. That's the part that is so um, exciting to me is the amount of work that you can get done in such a short period of time when you're organized and you've got people who are passionate about helping others. Yeah, I I still remember the first build. We did a two bunk bed build. Mm -hmm. That took three hours. Uh Our next one was a 10. That took three hours. We just finished a 30. That took three hours. just multiply the people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Last year, I mean, one of the things that I, my vision was, because uh, I used to run a church ministry, and we did a lot of projects. Don't get me wrong. There's years that we did well over 100 projects. I wanted to get bigger amount of people together. And when mm-hmm. I saw this uh, of Mike Rowe returning the favor about sleeping on the peace, I said, that's for us. There's a betting need, and there's a great way to bring the community together. Mm-hmm. And it's bigger than what we envision. Last year, we averaged 76 volunteers per build. Mm-hmm. And before COVID, this year, we had two builds, over 120 people. Wow. It's such a great team building exercise. You know, it's getting people out of their comfort zone, um, but with people that they already know and like. And, yes. you know, if they're learning a new skill and they're with people that they know and like and they are helping others, I mean, that's just a recipe for a lot of positive energy that can only contribute to more good things happening. Uh, absolutely. And, and that has had subsequent build days exactly. because of it. Because one of the companies that uh, we did a build uh, late last year with said this was a blessing for us mm-hmm. for the fact that. We all work together, we work all different shifts, but we never spent time together. And here, we spent three, you know, a couple, three hours, and we talked to each other, we engaged. They had lunch afterwards. They said it was so powerful for that organization to come together that way and to get, yeah. let everybody meet each other mm-hmm. when talk on a personal basis. Yeah. It was huge. The so layers of interaction and the layers of, of good that comes from something like that uh, is, is just so much more than what you, the surface issue of, of you know, serving others is. You know, it just connects people in such a different way and in, in such a meaningful way um, that those people are going to turn around and be inspired to continue doing good things for others because, you know, it just keeps the flow going. And you know, that's just such a beautiful thing. Now, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is a national organization, and Tallahassee is one of its 200 chapters, right? That is correct, yes. So um, how does a chapter get started? What's the process if somebody's listening to this and sounds like something they want in their area? Right. They can go to the website themselves, and there is an area that says, if you're interested about um, starting a chapter, see what it's about and apply for that and part of that is having the resources for a startup because you've got the thing that we have is we're a mobile team okay and we have a trailer Mm -hmm. with all our tools here's part of our build day is that our build usually starts about nine o'clock we get there at 7 30 and set up with all our tables because you start thinking about the number of saws we have two or three saws going depending on the build We've got 20 to 25 sanders that are going, uh, 20 to 25 drills. I mean, all the different setups, so all the different stations are there. All that fits in our trailer. So we come to you. We come to the church. We come mm-hmm. to the business. Others do have a, a set location. 
So you, you've got to be able to figure out the logistics and, right. and the startup costs to uh, start up to have all those kind of tools to be able to have successful builds. So you are a couple of years in. What have you learned along the way? Any significant lessons learned? It's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're going to get training in Twin Falls, and, and that's where we're located corporately. But it's the relationships that you make in your own town. Mm-hmm. I had to make a relationship with Lowe's. I had to make a relationship with Walmart to go buy my bedding. You know, bed in the bags. Mm-hmm. I like those. Uh, the make mattresses that when I can't get them corporately, going to speak to organizations. So it's a matter of how you present it to say, here's the vision, here's the need. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we start talking about, well, is there a need? I can't keep up. We've never been able to keep up. I mean, we first started when before we got out in the community because I then started going to all the social services, all the school districts to, and to speak to them, and they kept saying to me, well, what's the catch? As long as there's a need, that's it. There's no catch. Just if the child needs a bed or the children need a bed, we've got a delivery going this weekend. It's four bunk beds. In one home. Yeah. It's just so exciting to think that this solution is so accessible and so easy and can be taken care of so quickly um, when you have a way to ask um, and, and you're connected with um, with people who are ready to help. And I know that you, um, you also mentioned that sometimes there's a handmade quilt. That's really cool. Uh, let me just tell you, we've teamed up with two quilting groups. They saw, I invited them to come out, come see what we have. Here's what we're doing. They're providing us a handmade quilt so that we can deliver that with these beds. Let me just tell you uh, what delivery that happened a week ago. Oh, please do. Tell this story. It it was uh, a bunk and a half, uh, boys 15, 14, and 12, I think it was. First, they were totally surprised that they were getting beds that were Mm custom-made. Then they got the quilt. And the 15-year-old goes, they made that for me? I'll never forget this. Mm -hmm. So that's just one occasion of that. And this is, I believe, we're changing lives. Absolutely. Because of what this means to a child as you said in the beginning they have a place to sleep they have a place of their own because many of these homes there's not much in them right okay place that they can go they sleep they eat better and they do better in school Mm -hmm. the social workers are telling me what as follow-ups with some of the children that we've dealt with what it means to these kids absolutely are there any obstacles that you come across in the process uh, one of the biggest obstacles, we, we don't have a permanent storage facility. Okay. And we're trying to find one and someone that would be kind of, it, it would be great if we could donate it because we start thinking about the volume that we've been doing. Right. You know, a, a 10 by 10 storage unit is way too small for us. I'd like to have, uh, you know, a storefront or something. As we were building 30 to 40 bunks a month mm-hmm. in, in our 
we were targeting for 400. That's 800 beds a year. That's 800 pillows, 800 mattresses. Exactly. I'm turning that over. I need space to do that. And I'd love if someone could come out and help us with that and, and to be able to then also have a workshop so that we could do indoor building too because as you know it gets pretty hot here in the summer so (laughs) i can't push the team past noon because you know we're out there since 7 30 and to be on your feet and so if something that we could just go do and we could go build five bunks if we needed a couple of quick bunks or something you know get it together or a group that just wants to do it so it would be awesome to be able to do that we could do so much more and, i can and, see how that would be so and, much and with, more efficient and, and with the smaller place of storage i can't do big builds anymore mm-hmm. because remember i gotta have all this these mattresses all this bedding available exactly so that beforehand so that and then bring all the lumber back and then go do deliveries so I, it's it's a catch-22 kind of thing I could see a, um, a scenario where you have a storefront or a workshop where people can come and you don't have to spend the time doing the setup of the tools. Um, you could be more streamlined and, and get more work done in a shorter period of time or just maximize the time that yeah. you do have. And, and to use them both and do it. So we, yeah. we possibly, I've had the crazy idea of having two builds at the same time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can probably hear from John's voice, um, there's uh, probably a very short period of time in between having an idea and then executing that idea. I, I just am so inspired by the can-do spirit of seeing um, where there was a need and then jumping up to solve it and immediately being able to see where your strengths could be used and then um Parlaying that into a partnership with a national organization that um, is 200 chapters strong throughout the country um, and growing as more and more people um, begin to learn how simple it is to make sure that every child has a bed to sleep in at night. Um, And I remember you telling me a story about a little girl who wasn't so sure about when you guys came over and was hiding behind her grandmother's leg. Tell that story first. Well, she wasn't hiding. She was behind it, grabbing it tightly. (laughs) She had no idea who we were. And as we started to assemble the bed, we're talking with the grandmother, and she's still holding on. And when we finished the bedding, and started packing everything up, her grandma said, you know, this is your bed. Five minutes later, we're, we're still talking to her. She's fast asleep in her bed. I just love that. I just love that. Uh, just the fact that she felt safe and secure enough to fall asleep, um, you know, it really says a lot about the love that was in her home that day. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's remarkable. Now, um, you know, one question that comes to mind when it comes to the logistics of a build is um, you mentioned you had volunteers from 4 to 80, so there's something for everybody. Um, if you've got a group of teenagers, middle schoolers who want to um, volunteer in this way, what are your requirements for adult supervision? Uh, any child under 17 must have an accompanied adult. Okay, so one them. adult so for that every watching child. It. Because we, when you think about what's going on, we've got saws going, oh, yeah. we've got drills going, we've got a, a lot of moving parts going, and particularly with a fire going, you know, we've got people that are overseeing that, but it's so easy that 
Well, they want to have the child with the branding iron, and the child starts <laughs> flying in around. I'm mean, just think. Of, I mean, we just don't. We've got to have that. So it, it's it's always about safety first, Absolutely. and it's safety first with the build, safety first with the delivery, because our volunteers are very important. So we're not going to put them in harm's way. So it's all about safety. And speaking of volunteers, how does somebody get involved in the chapter as a regular volunteer in any type of a um, an ongoing official capacity? Uh, they can, again, go back to our website or they can email me, john.cousins at shpbeds.org, and I'll give them all the opportunities because you don't have to be just doing the build day there's a lot of things behind the scenes oh, like that what? need to happen like vetting the cases we we have someone uh that is makes all the calls and, do, and talks to the family because there are a lot of applications that will just say i just need two beds and we start calling and said well how many children do you have well i got four well where are the other two sleeping well i i felt embarrassed about asking for two so you need four? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make four. Four is it. <laughs> so there's many times that when you see the application, we got to read the bottom and say, what What are we doing here? So that happens a frequent basis. Okay. So you've got volunteer jobs that, that have nothing to do with carpentry. Uh, doing that, our, our Facebook page, uh, thinking about the bedding, sorting all that and keeping that all moving the drop-off bins someone to go around town to pick those up so there's a lot of little things that you can do at your leisure mm -hmm. that would be tremendous it sounds like there are a lot of opportunities for somebody who is um, looking for a place to serve um, if you um, were able to drive around pick up donations drop off brochures and flyers make some phone calls um, you know, your talents can be used. Absolutely. Can use them. I'm so thankful that I had the chance to talk with you today. I've seen the trailer around town and wondered, what is that about? And um, the mission statement of no child sleeps on the floor in our town just is so um, succinct and sums it up. You yeah. know exactly what the organization does, and it's so simple and it's so easy for people to get involved. It is, and, and I've taken a personal with Hurricane Michael because I, I got a place over in Panama City too, and that got damaged. But when you saw the wreckage in Bay County, Calhoun, and Jackson County, we've gotten over 400 kids off the floor in those counties, and I want to go back to help them because we think some of the homes were here they had tarps on their homes there's water coming in some of the homes and we were doing those deliveries so it, it's it's tough it's tough and it's easy it's easy to see where you can fit into this process and it's easy to solve these problems when we work together and so when you are going through your routine at your home tonight think about how good it feels to get in your bed and think about how many people don't have a bed to get into if that's not okay with you look up sleep in heavenly peace and ask them how you can help be part of their mission it's their goal to make sure that no child sleeps on the floor in our town and in your town 
So I say thank you, John, for being here today and telling us how we can get involved in Sleep with Heavenly Peace. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Status confirmed. This problem is solved. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. You can be a superhero, too. Check us out online. That's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything. Heather solves everything with a little help from everyday heroes.